Fantastic. Can I buy a little bit of the That's Prince Charles strolling through Ottawa's Byward Market last week. The Prince of Wales was very interested in some of the brie cheese on display at the popular tourist spot, as he and his wife Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, spent the day in Ottawa as part of the royal's short official visit to Canada to mark his mother the Queen's platinum jubilee. And although Charles has been to Canada nearly 20 times before, this was the first time the future King of England had a local Jewish butcher as a tour guide. John Diener's family has run the Saslov's meat market in the historic Byward Market neighborhood since around the time Charles was born. They were just very warm. My my son was at the stand with me, and he was there with his 10-month-old son. And when Camilla came by, she she shook the hand of the baby and uh, you know not that he's going to remember anything but it was uh, it was just a very nice warm few minutes it was it was fun I'm Ellen Besner and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday May the 26th 2022 welcome to the CJN daily from Ottawa sponsored by Metropia <music> Ottawa's Byward Market is a great place for local color and photo ops. In fact, U.S. President Barack Obama stopped there a few years ago and bought a cookie and made that bakery famous. So the protocol people approached John Diener to be the escort for Charles and Camilla's few-minute stop outside his butcher shop because Saslov's Meat Market has been a fixture there since it was founded in the 1950s. Diener's father worked there first, eventually he did too, Diener's brother got into hot water a few years ago at the Saslov's other store in another part of town for dreaming up cuts of meat that poked fun at Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump's boasting about how he mistreated women. Well, that didn't happen with John Diener's few minutes of fame. And coming up, he'll be here to share all the planning that went into the royal visit. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Carol Wiley in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. As I told you yesterday, I'm still in Ottawa covering a conference put on by the Israeli embassy with Jewish leaders from across the country talking with Israeli diplomats and emissaries from the Jewish agency. And here's something that I heard yesterday that I didn't know. Israel's embassy is trying to bring Israeli scientific know-how to help fix the drinking water problems for Canada's First Nations communities in Saskatchewan. Israel doesn't want to replace what the government of Canada is supposed to be doing there, but there are still six places in that province that have long-term boil water advisories. And you'll be hearing more about this story in the coming weeks. And now here's an important message. From award-winning journalist Marsha Lederman comes Kiss the Red Stairs, a compelling memoir of Holocaust survival, intergenerational trauma, divorce, and discovery that will guide readers through several lifetimes of monumental change. Marsha was five when a simple question led to a horrifying answer. She asked her mother why she didn't have any grandparents. Her mother told her the truth, the Holocaust. Decades later, her parents dead and herself a mother to a young son, Marsha begins to wonder how much history has shaped her own life. Reeling in the wake of a divorce, she craves her parents' help. But in their absence, she is gripped by a need to understand the trauma they suffered and she begins her own journey into the past to tell her family stories of loss and resilience. Kiss the Red Stairs, available now wherever books are sold. And fresh off his Ottawa Royal Encounter, John Diener joins me now. Can you take a step back for us and tell us how this came about? Because it's uh, 
it's I mean, it's not every day that, you know, you get to meet royalty as part of their tour. That's right. Well, um, the actual visit to the Byward Market wasn't publicized until that morning, but about a month before the event, I was approached by the market's manager for the city of Ottawa, who said that uh, Prince Charles, as part of his itinerary, had requested a, a time and a place to come and visit where he'd be able to mingle with people and interact in, with uh, you know, the local community and feel the vibe of the city. So of course it was suggested that the Byward Market would be the ideal for that. So, um, so I was asked if I would represent local businesses, um, partly because of my history in the market. I've been a long time vendor there. I've, I go back well, well over 50 years, you know, helping my dad when I was a kid. And uh, because we did some pretty unique things in COVID during COVID that stood out and sort of made our, what we were doing a little different. And uh, it was considered that Charles would probably find it interesting since he was also concerned about how businesses were recovering. How did you prepare for this? What, um, so what products did you put out for your stall and, and what did you have to buy? We set up a stand outside my store under the Byward Market Business Improvement Area tent and we, we brought products out representing the participating stores. Uh, of course, it was hard to bring out meat and fresh fish because it was hot. So we brought out a few uh, you know, groceries related to what we sell. And there was a huge selection of cheeses out there. Uh, we had some fruits and vegetables and we had a, a, something that really caught Prince Charles' attention when he walked up to the stand. All right, tell me about those uh, products that came from his own properties. Okay, so Prince Charles formed a company, I think 30 some years ago, called Dutchy Organic Foods or Dutchy Organic Cookies. And basically these cookies were made with grains that were grown on one of his properties. And the profits from this, these Dutchy cookies are used by him for philanthropic, you know, charitable endeavors. So uh, Byward Fruit Market, who's one of our six participating stores in Best of Byward, sells those cookies and the owner of Byward Fruit was quite aware that this had a connection with Prince Charles so he said make sure you put these prominently at the front of the table which we did. So up walks Prince Charles and Camilla with all their entourage and all the security and um, the first thing he sees are these four boxes of cookies sitting there and he said uh, oh that's my company. And I told him, yes, we were quite aware of that. And we put them there deliberately. And he told me that was very clever of me. So it was fun. You know, we, we had a good interaction. We laughed. And, uh, you know, he asked a lot of questions about some of the cheeses there. He actually ended up, um, he saw one cheese. It was a brie from Quebec that he seemed to be very interested in. And he told us that he likes brie cheese, but he's never tried a Canadian brie and this cheese, this Brie from Quebec looks very interesting and he'd like to buy it. Or he said, I'll, I'll buy a piece or I'll buy the whole wheel if that's easier for you. So, you know, we were happy to accommodate and, uh, you know, I was thinking he, he's offering to buy it, but I don't imagine he carries cash with him or credit cards. Um, but immediately as he said that, one of the aides who was with him uh, opened her purse and took out a credit card. So she followed... Um, the employee from House of Cheese, whose product that was, into their store. And when they, when they got there, the owner of the store said, you know what, we're not charging. This is a gift for Prince Charles. So 
they got they took the cheese, but they didn't have to pay for it. What did you have to do to prepare? I, I read somewhere that you had to go and do a rehearsal with like a stand-in. How did that work? Um, we had been given the itinerary the previous Friday, and we were told exactly minute by minute what was going to happen. Uh, Charles and Camilla are going to go first. They're going to talk to this gentleman, Serge Clarou, who operates the farm stand. Then they will go down to the Best of Byward stand, which uh, will be, and the host there will be John Diener. And uh, Charles will ask some questions to John for, and we'll be there for three to five minutes. And then it, they will leave that stand, cross the street, talk to the next person, which I believe was the uh, maple syrup vendor. And from there end up at Beaver Tales where you know, as happens. one does, as one yeah. does when you're a visitor, like, you know, Obama and all those people, right? Exactly, yeah. So, but like, so you got supposedly five minutes. How much did it turn out ending to be? Was it actually five or did he stay, they stay longer? No, I think it was probably three or four minutes. It wasn't that long. Um, but it Were was, you nervous? I wasn't overly nervous. You know, I thought, you know, there are people just, well, I wouldn't say they're people just like us, but, uh, you know, uh, we were ready for it. I wasn't overly nervous. Well, who's the most famous person you've ever met besides him? I'm trying to think of who I've met. I ran into John Voigt once in Florida at the Holocaust Museum and I had a conversation with him. The actor, okay, right. Alex Trebek has been in our store uh, a couple of times, actually. And, um, and you, of course, but... <laughs> Well, I'm not famous, but, uh, you know, your, your business has been there a long time as a well-known, you know, Jewish community business. Who else Jewish did they meet? So the, the uh, Byward Fruit, Jewish, not Jewish? Byward Fruit is Jewish owned. Uh, yeah. is the what day. family is that? The, the family that owns it, uh, is, their last name is Farbiars, B-A-R-C-Z, I think. Um, Isaac and Miriam are the owners. They were not present for the event. That's the day that Isaac goes to Montreal and buys his produce. The cheese. What about the cheese? The cheese? No, it's uh, not a Jewish-owned store. So you can't mix meat and milk, you see. That's right. <laughs> Forgot about that. Good one. Yeah. So I know because I've covered royal tours before, you know, as journalists, they taught us protocol when the... Uh, the Queen and Prince Philip, the late Prince Philip came to Canada. This is, you know, in the 80s, we had to walk behind them. You couldn't stick microphones anywhere near. I know the reporters have certain protocol. Uh, you can only talk to people who they spoke to after they've moved down the, the line. That was what we were taught. So what rules did you have to follow that you can't say what? Like what was Well, we were told, first of all, uh, we're to address them as uh, Your Royal Highness initially. And then uh, after that, just Sir and Ma'am. Uh, but, you know, it, it turned out to be very informal. You know, that seemed very stiff and polished. But, when the, you know, they actually walked up. Walked up. The, he offered his hand. I shook his hand. And, uh, you know, I didn't say your royal highness. I just felt that was a little awkward. It just, we just sort of broke into a natural conversation. Were you able to talk to him about personal things like condolences on the loss of his father or how his mother is feeling? No, we didn't really have much of an opportunity. We talked about the things that, you know, where he initiated the conversation and then you could see, I almost got the impression that he wanted to stick around for a while, but, you know, the handlers were there and they said, you know, they were looking at their watches, I guess, and they said, we've got to go to the next one. And, uh, you know, before you knew it, the, the 25 minutes that were allotted for the Byward Market were over and they were on to their next event in the city. So. 
it's kind of a shame if you're on tour as a person. I would want to like hang around and get to know the vendor. You know what I mean? And, oh, and they rush through because of protocol. It's not how I would vacation. I don't know about you. Well, I don't think it's a vacation for them. I think, it, you know, it's work. You know, you you were sitting here doing this. I do my thing. And for them, that's that's their job. You know, they, they go from one event to the other. It's, it's a PR job. And, no masks anywhere. Surprising? No. Not surprising? Why? No, no masks. Um, we were told they may come with masks. They may not. Uh, we all had masks at the ready. We were outside, so I wasn't overly concerned. Uh, we, we were told that they may offer uh, their hand to, be sh to shake, uh, but they weren't sure. And when, we, when they did pull up, uh, Charles did offer his hand, so I shook his hand. I haven't watched it since. No, that's not true. So <laughs> I was going to say you haven't watched it since. And I, you know, you mentioned Prince Philip, and you also asked who I've met before. In 1980, uh, I was in Quebec City with my wife just after we got married, and we were in the Shadow Frontenac and waiting for the elevator to go up to our room. And the door opened, and Prince Philip walked out. He was staying there, so I wouldn't say we met him, but we we sort of rubbed shoulders. Let's say. How do you feel about the monarchy? There's been a lot of talk that, you know, well, uh, we should get rid of the monarchy now after the queen passes away. How, how do you feel about the monarchy? Besides, asked, is it, right? I was asked that question, you know, I, I've had quite a few media interviews in the last few days. And um, that was a question that came up a couple of times. And I'm not going to say that I'm either for or against, but I think that having the monarchy in Canada gives us a chance to realize a bit more about our history, where we came from, and it, it opens up questions. You know, the, a lot, of, a big part of their, their trip had to do with the residential schools and making amends with the Indigenous population. And I think by having them, it brings more awareness to the, the problems that were associated with the monarchy. And, you know, it's an opportunity to, to teach. So whether you like them or not, uh, you know, I think there is a, a definitely some value out of having them come and making people more aware of, of our history because a lot of people are just totally clued out so and was there any jewishy thing said done did you bring anything that he should you know bless or whatever i mean i don't know but you know what i mean well no no there wasn't uh, i was told by uh, a couple of people in the community that i know that there is a, a bracha you're supposed to make when you meet royalty they weren't sure if it was meant just for the queen who was the monarch at the time or, or for the uh, somebody like Prince Charles, but I didn't do any any research to find out what the actual bracha was. There is an old joke though about blessings for the czar. You know that one, yeah. right? Please yeah, keep the czar as far away from yeah, us. That's as in as yeah, that's Yeah, but that's a different one, right? Right, right. So, uh, did you have pictures now put up in your store? What are you going to do with with this with this visit? Well, you know, when when Obama was there several years ago, you know, he bought the beaver tails, he bought the cookies. And these stores are hyping it until today. You know, I think it's a bit much. I think we may, we, we, we certainly put a lot on social media that day and in the following days. Um, and we may get one of the, one or two of the pictures reproduced and put on the wall in the store, but it's not gonna, you know, I don't think we're gonna make that much of a big deal about it going forward. It was a, it was a one event, it was fun. It was, it was pretty good, but uh, you know, life goes on. Did you wear anything special? Actually, that's one of the things that was talked about in our protocol meeting. We were told not to dress up. In fact, the, uh, the guy from Heritage Canada said, if you are a butcher representing a butcher shop, that's the way you should look. 
So even though for the last few years, I haven't been standing behind the counter, I've been doing more admin stuff. I did put on the apron and it looked like I was actually a worker rather than, you know, the, the guy who sits in the office doing all the- Good for photo ops, right? Exactly. That's crazy. Well, listen, you went along with it. Why not? It's so it's harmless and, and it was fun. Did they have to like frisk you and do a police check on you and all that stuff? No, the uh, there was an application that I had to fill out a few weeks before. Uh, I had to present some ID. I was given an official badge with my picture. Uh, you know, the, the badge was really a nice souvenir because on it, it says Royal Tour, you know, 2022 has my name, my picture. And it's, it's really a nice badge. We were given, we were all given commemorative pins honoring the Queen's 70th year on, on the throne. So, you know, we have a couple of souvenirs from the day. Uh, security, I thought was a little funny. Um, just maybe 15 minutes before they showed up, there, there was a huge police presence in the market, RCMP and Ottawa police. And one of the RCMP officers was in front of my store. And he asked me, he said, um, can I speak to you? So I said, yes. And he said, um, do you have a back door here? So I said, no, none of the stores on the block have back doors. The building's 150 years old. So he said, oh, we just thought we should know in case there was a problem. So I was thinking, you know, it's nice of him to ask, but this is 10 minutes before they're showing up. They, you know, I would have thought they would have investigated these things before the event, but everything. Went yeah, out. you would think so. It could be a movie, which we won't go there. So did you never yeah. got to meet Obama, right? When he came, you saw him, but you didn't meet. We him. saw him. He parked the car actually right directly across the street from the store. I have pictures that I took that day, but he didn't cross over to our side. So. Very cool. Well, listen, congratulations on this fun uh, and, uh, you know, once in a lifetime uh, encounter and my first father, then son. So you've come full circle. That's right. <laughs> now you got to go to England. Have you ever been to Buckingham Palace? Been outside it a couple of times. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. To see the queen. But- Next time he'll invite me in. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Dr. Oren Krajden in Montreal. And we'll end the show with a clip from one of the panels from the Ottawa Summit. And this one had several Israeli social media influencers talking about how they try to advocate for Israel online. Aviva Klompas has 67,000 followers on Twitter, One of her recent posts about giving a Shabbat blessing to Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky got 4 million engagements. Klumpus is Canadian. She's written speeches for Israeli diplomats at the UN, and she's also written for us at the CJN. A link to one of her articles is in our show notes. So here's her take on how to combat anti-Israel and anti-Zionist hate on social media. There is a very intentional uh, playbook from the anti-Israel opposition It is coordinated, it is calculated, it is sophisticated, it is well-funded. It's not accidental what we're seeing happen online. Um, Second of all, I will say, when you look at the size and magnitude of the anti-Israel camp versus the pro-Israel camp, you're going to need a microscope. We have a real problem. We're not nearly as big and as loud, and so what we need to do is start to use our Yiddish kop and try to think about how we're not going to out-scream them, but we're going to out-think them. This episode has been brought to you by Looking Back, Moving Forward, 160 Years of Jewish Life in B.C. Published by the Jewish Museum and Archives of British Columbia for their 50th anniversary, this elegant volume is a -a once-in-a-generation collection of Jewish life and history throughout the province. 
Order your copy today at jewishmuseum.ca.